If you hunt enough, you learn the truth. What you seek speaks a language and knows it well. That's why every Primo's call for everything you hunt is made the right way. We sweat every detail so you get more out of every hunt and nothing leaves our hand until we know it'll work in yours. Because we don't just make the world's best calls, we speak the language. Primo's. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve, moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis' ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mindset Podcast on the Paddle and Fin Network. I'm your host, Chris Slifka. Today's special guest is Luke with Kayak Beast. Uh, doing, I don't, Chris? I'm doing good, man. I didn't want to pronounce that last name. I didn't want to get it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no problem. Not a problem. That's I'm sure point. I've been called worse. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, first question is, you know, you just want to introduce yourself and what the program is and kind of what you do. Yeah, yeah. So, my, my name is Luke Prentice. Uh, I'm a fitness coach, and um, I've started a, a program called the Kayak Beast for kayak fishermen to uh, build kayak strength and lose kayak weight. You know, because when we're out there on the kayaks, we need to be as, as fit as possible and, you know, as not as lightweight as possible, but we want to fit in our kayaks and keep our buoyancy and all those good things. So yeah, we're, uh, we're working on getting guys down to the weight they want to be and building up their kayak strength to, uh, get their kayaks where they want to go. Yeah. I know fitness is, has become a big part for me as far as like this past season, I was in the gym kind of winter. And then as soon as the kayak season started, I stopped going to the gym, which is a bad idea. I and, think that's yeah. <laughs> just just with all the tournaments that I was doing and all the stuff I was trying to get done to see this past season, the gym kind of took a back seat to that, and I think it it hurt more than it helped. Well, that, it definitely hurt more than it helped because I went in leaner, 
and had him having more strength and I came out of the season way worse than I was before I even started working out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of guys are in your same boat. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, because the program, it definitely slowed down during yeah. fishing season. So everybody had the tournaments and everything. Matter of fact, I hadn't even been running it for the past. I was waiting for the new years to really get it kicked off again. I've had uh, some guys that I've kind of stuck with me and a couple guys that have joined here and there, but I haven't been going full board on the program. Uh, while I was waiting for, you know, fishing season to kind of end and getting it really rolling again for the new years. Yeah. So I wanted to have you on here kind of talk about right now. Uh, this will air today. So okay. kind of what, what you recommend people to do around the holiday season and then kind of what, what you recommend. And then we'll kind of go into the new year. Okay. So, well, you know, you know, dealing with the holidays is of course, you know, we got the holiday parties, we got all the, and we got the holidays themselves. They're all centered around eating and drinking. So one of the, one of the big things, if you know, you're going to an event where you're going to be eating a bunch of food and, and drinking a bunch of beverage is don't show up starving hungry. If you show up hungry, you're going to, you know, you're going to scarf down everything in sight and you're going to just, you're going to take in too many calories, you know, and that's the thing they, you know, they've kind of measured or, or averaged people out. They say the average person gains two to three pounds every holidays. Well, you, you know, you do that holiday after holiday after holiday, and that's how people, you know, in, in 10 years, they gain 15 to 20 pounds is just those two or three pounds from the holidays. You know, they might gain three and lose one of them and end up with a two pound net gain every single year. And uh, yeah, it starts to add up over time. So we have to watch out from that holiday weight gain that comes with all the festivities. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's tons of good food that we always get pushed and, and desserts and everything. Is there a certain thing that you say stay away from or... Well, it's not so much, you know, I, I, I don't remember, you know, you, you know, when I was on the uh, Bass Fishing for Noobs podcast, yeah. we kind of talked about with the intermittent fasting, and that's kind of the big thing with intermittent fasting. You can still eat foods that you like, but you just, you can't have them all the time. So, for instance, let's say you go to a, you know, Christmas dinner and you have some pie. Well, that pie that's left over when you're eating that pie for the next two or three days afterwards, that's when it starts to add up. One meal here or there isn't necessarily going to kill you. But um, yeah, you know, you kind of want to watch out for the, the sugary foods, the starchy foods, you know, the turkey's fine. Turkey's good for you. Yeah. Of course, you know, any of the meats are good for you. The vegetables are good for you. The dressing, that's going to weigh a little heavy on you. Uh, the desserts, those, of course, are going to weigh heavy on you. And then, you know, of course, alcohol does too. Alcohol adds up as well. Alcohol converts into sugar in our body and it gets our body to shut down from burning any other calories because it's trying to get that alcohol out of us, that that poison it considers, you know, because it is a poison, you can die of alcohol poisoning. Yeah. So your body will shut down until it gets that poison out of your body and it won't burn any other calories. So drinking alcohol keeps you from burning fat because it's too busy burning off the alcohol. Yeah, and that kind of makes sense because and I, I personally drink maybe once or twice a year. Yeah, yeah, you're but, not too worried about it. yeah. But I, I know kind of what you're talking about because you smell someone who's like really intoxicated. Like it's mm -hmm. just they're sweating out the alcohol versus versus anything else. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. The body has to get rid of it, yeah. and it's gonna it's gonna shut down, burning off anything else in that time. So it's that you know, and going to these parties hungry is the main thing because when you're hungry, 
you're not going to make the smarter choices. You know, you might have a vegetable tray on one side and then you might have, you know, cupcakes and, uh, you know, pies on the other. And if you're starving, you're not going to choose the vegetables. Your body's going to yeah. go straight for that sugar. So not showing up hungry, eating a light meal before you go to these things or, or just eating, you know, a little bit in the morning or something like that on those days can help too. Yeah, I I know me for Thanksgiving, I think I only, I ended up only eating one plate, but it was mainly like turkey and ham and like good portions of food that I know where I could take in good carbs versus versus like the pies and everything else. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yep, fill up on the good stuff and then you won't have any uh, appetite left for the bad stuff. Yeah, I didn't. I, mm -hmm. I know that for sure. Yep, yep, that's the way to go for sure. Yeah. You know, why do you, well, why I was is gonna this, say, go ahead, I'm you, sorry. You, <laughs> why is it that you, like, um, how do I word this correctly? Uh, why is it harder around the holidays to kind of, even though some of that food is good for you, why is it harder for people to eat healthier? Like, you know, one thing that also plays into it that people don't talk about much is the, the, the daylight saving stuff. And when you shift into nighttime faster, your body's in the dark, your body starts, you know, you release different hormones and your body starts craving more sweets when you're in the dark more as well, because your body's trying to store up calories. You know, it's, it's thinking it's preparing for the long, hard winter because, you know, we still got those cavemen bodies to where they used to have to, you know, store up fat for the winter. And then they could burn it off in the summer. So the body starts switching over into fat storing mode as well. And we start that daylight saving shift too. Yeah. Cold weather also, man, makes the body think it needs to store fat because the fat keeps us warm. So when it gets colder, our bodies think, okay, we need to store on some fat to keep us warm. So do you recommend people trying to eat less, less grams of fat in the wintertime versus the summertime? Or does it not really matter at that point? You know, it, and it's not so much the grams of fat as it is carbs, man. It, it's sugar, breads, you know, those type of things. Um, you know, mostly the, the baked goods and the sugars. Fat, yeah, fat adds up because there's a lot of calories in fat. You know, so you take a gram, you know, a gram is just a measure of weight. So take a gram of protein, a gram of fat, a gram of carbs. Well, a gram of fat has twice as many calories. So the calories can add up, but it's the, but, the, but fat actually fills you up carbohydrates on the other hand the sugars and the breads and everything they don't really fill you up as much so you eat a lot more of them and it raises up your blood sugar once your blood sugar is high we release insulin insulin goes and grabs all the sugar out of our blood and pulls it into our fat stores and that's why so it, fat doesn't necessarily turn into body fat but sugar will turn into body fat a lot faster because your body's trying to get the sugar from our bloodstream because high blood sugar, basically, it kills us. You know, it, it hardens our arteries. It, it yeah. makes our heart, you know, not work as well. And so the body wants to get that sugar out of there. And it converts the sugar to fat faster than fat itself turns to fat. We need fat for our hormones. So it's kind of a double-edged deal. And then if you're, if you're eating fat and sugar together, so let's take a pie, for instance. You know, you've got, you've got sugar. You've got the fat inside of uh, what you're making it with. Like, you know, let's say a chocolate cream pie or, you know, anything along those lines, pecan pie. You know, when there's a lot of fat and oil in it with the sugar. Well, when your body's pulling that sugar out now, it's going to pull in the fat with it. So when you have fat and sugar together, that's when you really add the fat. Pack on the body fat. Okay. See, because everything I was taught was, as far as the, the macros, 
Um, everything I was taught was more more carbs, less fat, and then like a extreme amount of protein. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure that's how you thought about things for a long time yeah, too, as we talked last time. Yeah, that's that's you how know? they taught us in college. Man. Yeah, that's the same thing they taught us. It's all. Yeah. It was all backwards, you know, and during the, you know, the low fat diet craze, you know, the government kind of came out and said, hey, we need to be low fat. We need to be, you know, 20 percent fat or less. That started in about the late 70s. And that's when all of a sudden America became obese from the late 70s on is when the obesity epidemic began. And that's because we were on these low fat diets. So you might not remember there used to be these these cookies that came out called snack wells and they were fat free cookies. I mean, they tasted awesome they had a ton of sugar in them and everything else they just had the fat out of them so everybody would eat a box of cookies at a time thinking oh these are these are fat free i can eat these forever and of course all they did was make you fat same thing with like pretzels white flour nothing gets you fat faster than white flour does the you know processed uh enriched flour now whole wheat flour not near as bad because you don't digest it quickly it's mostly about how fast you digest something if you digest something real fast it jacks up your blood sugar and that's when you're storing fat is when your blood sugar is high. And that comes from that comes from carbs, man, and flour products. All right. So do you I like I've been trying, I want to say the last two weeks, the intermediate fasting where I do uh, I think it's 16, eight. Yeah, that's a great. Where, uh, uh, yeah, where it's eight hours eating 16 mm-hmm. off. I normally go from uh, like. 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Yeah, for, for mine. Um, but in that, I'm trying to get about 2,000 2, calories to 2,200. Is that too much, or is that yeah. like kind of like that's a good I, range? All right. Because are, are you trying to lose weight, or are you just, or, or what are you trying to do with this? I'm trying. For me personally, I was trying. I'm just trying to build some muscle. Uh, and kind of maintain weight. I'm right around 190 right now. Mm-hmm. I fluctuate between like 192 and 195, depending on what I eat on the day, obviously. Okay. And I just, everything I read said that like 2000 to 2200 is kind of the range. Yeah, that and, is. That's a maintenance range. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything over 2500, uh, then you're probably going to add weight. Now, if, you're, if your primary goal is strictly to add muscle, then we want to put people around 2,500 to 3,000 calories. And that's how, that's how you can add muscle. If you're just trying to maintain your weight, then you want to be, you know, between 2,000 and 2,500 for males, a little bit lower for females. For guys, if we want to lose weight, we need to be below 2,000 calories on most days, depending on how active you are, too. Now, if you're a real active guy, you could lose weight at 2,500 calories if you're out kayaking all day, for sure. Yeah. That's more in the summertime. I'm probably yeah. more active in the summertime. Like now, I'm not really active. Like that's why I try to I try to hit the gym at least twice, uh, twice at least five days a week, uh, twice a day. I try, oh, yeah. or at least or at least I get up and, and you know I'll walk around my neighborhood, and that'll be like my cardio. There you go. And then I'll hit the gym for about an hour. That's that's plenty. But, yeah. But yeah, so I, I was just curious because you you know, like you said, you there's so many articles and so many different ways of doing it, and uh, not oh, yeah. all not all of it's right. And then no. you, know. you know, it's funny that you know there's there's probably I don't know 30, 40 different diets out there, and you know 
they all work if you follow that particular diet. The problem is you need to follow a nutrition plan that you can stick with forever. Because with a diet, if you lose a bunch of weight on a diet, but you can't stay on it forever because it's some, you know, like keto or something where you're eating all fat or, you know, Atkins or something where, you know, where you're or South Beach, you're not getting any carbs. It's just not realistic to stick with the rest of your life. So as soon as you come off that diet, you gain the weight back. And yeah. that's that's what's so awesome about intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting, you can do that basically the rest of your life. It actually makes life easier. You know, when you're not eating as often, you're not having to get up and worry about breakfast. Um, you're not snacking at night. You know, it's just it, it makes things easier and you can do it forever because it's not as it's not based on eating only certain foods. Yeah, you still want to eat healthy in general, for sure. But um, you don't have to eliminate certain foods or, um, you know, only eat exclusively some other kind of food. Yeah, that's kind of what I liked about it because I can I still feel like I can get my three meals a day and they're kind of spread out. I'm not trying to save a couple hours just to shove food in my mouth. Right. You know, I still get my I get a light breakfast because right after I eat, I go to the gym. Okay. And then I get my obviously like the, what the, what they call post workout meal, and then mm-hmm. din- and then that pretty much gets me to dinner time, and then dinner time is probably my biggest meal of the day. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm still hitting three meals, and by the time six o'clock comes, I'm not even I'm not hungry anymore. Have you, you know? uh, have you had success with it so far? Yeah, I've had success with it. I feel I well, obviously I've been in the gym now for about three, four weeks okay. since, you know, since the kayak season. Mm-hmm. So I can't really see progress right now, but I can feel it as far as like I'm lifting heavier. Good. You know, Good. I'm, I'm back to kind of where I was before I left the gym last year. Okay. Have you noticed so, any pounds coming off the scale? Yeah, definitely. Cause I, when I started it, when I started it, I was exactly at 200 and uh, I weighed in, Two days ago, I weighed at 192, and then uh, I weighed yesterday. I weighed at 195, but that was like after a full day of eating. Right, right. You know? So yeah, I mean, that's fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations, and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. That's awesome. I mean, that, that, you can't ask for better than that. Yeah. I mean, you know, basically, yeah. if you lose a pound a week, you're doing awesome. Any more than that is just kind of, it's just, it's gravy, man. That's, that's, that's bonus weight. But we basically, what we shoot for is a pound a week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as far as like, so obviously we, we talked about how to eat uh, better during the holidays. 
as far as setting that New Year's resolution go that everybody sets every year, as uh, the mindset of sticking to that, because I feel like a lot of people, man, including myself at times, will say, hey, I'm going to the gym, I'm going to do this for the rest, this is just going to be part of my life. And then a month later, they quit. And I see it in the gym, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The gyms are packed in New Year's. Then, yeah. by, you know, by uh, by March, they're clearing out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For us, by, fe- by February 1st, everyone's it's back to normal. You'll see the same yeah. faces that you've been seeing. Yep. Yep. That's so. how it goes, man. And usually the, the reason for that is people, you know, well, obviously they they're not they're not serious enough about it to make it happen but secondly is they they'll try to make too many changes at once they'll say okay i'm going you know 1500 calories a day i'm going to do keto i'm going to work out two times a day and you know they're they put too much on their plate when they're just starting out yeah you know it, when somebody just starts out just just work out three times a week you know at first something that you can do and you know you can do and then build up from there instead of trying to do everything at once you know, it's, it's just too much. It's, it's like, you know, saying, you know, Hey, I got a kayak. So now I'm going to start kayak fishing five times a week and I've never kayak fished before, you know, and then if they can't kayak fish five times a week, ah, I screw this. And then they throw their kayak in the garage and never use it and put it up on Craigslist next year. You know, it's, it's, you just, you can't overcommit. Just, just start out slow and work your way up. And that's the problem. Everybody, they're so gung ho that they think they have to do, you know, five different things at once to be successful and really just start out with one thing and that's an improvement and then build on that then add the second thing and then after you get used to the second thing then add the third thing you know instead of starting out with five new things that they're trying to do all at the same time yeah i feel i feel like some of it also like like you said people put too much on their plate without really filling it out first mm-hmm. yeah. you know sometimes just starting with a walk Heck in yeah. the more in the morning time before you even get the gym membership will help yep that's right help you versus spending all the money for the, yes. so some of these are 30 like 30 40 i know at my gym that it's the highest membership's 40 bucks right you right know? yeah and you know hey get up and do you know do five push-ups a day if you can't do them from your feet yeah. do them from your knees start out doing push-ups from your knees do five a day do that for two weeks then go to 10 a day then go to 15 a day, then try to start doing them from your feet, go back to five a day, you know, just work your way up that way. Then after you're feeling a little bit stronger, a little more confident, then go to the thing, maybe get a gym membership, you know? Um, and if you get a gym membership, you don't have to go every day, go three times a week at first, you know, then get out and walk a couple of times on the weekend. I mean, that's a heck of a lot better if you were doing nothing before. That's a huge improvement. You know, but people think they have to, you know, it's all or nothing approaches. That's how we are about, you know, a lot of things in life. But yeah, that's uh, that's the biggest thing is that all or nothing approach people take at the holidays instead of working their way in like they should. Yeah. Do you feel like some people, they they get that point to where they want to go to the gym and then once they get there, they kind of, they see like the bodybuilder type guys and they kind of get where they don't want to go because of how they look versus how, Yep. someone with all these muscles look yeah they get intimidated and yeah they think, you know and they think everybody in the gym staring at them and like oh look at that guy what's he doing here you know and yeah. really they don't care you know the big bodybuilder guys you know you know who they're comparing themselves to are the other bodybuilder guys uh-huh. you know they're kind of doing the same thing with the guys that are level above them 
you know, if they're not, they're not there to discourage people that are just starting out people, you know, they're like, heck yeah, I get it, man. Or, you know, it's a, uh, it, that's a very common mindset though. They think that, you know, everybody's kind of looking at them, laughing at them, snickering at them, whatever, when really nobody's paying attention to them. You know, that those guys, you know, those bodybuilder type guys, all they're comparing themselves to are the other bodybuilder type guys, you know, they're not, yeah. uh, they're not there to discourage other people by any means. Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen, I, I don't know what you see in your gym, what I've seen in my gym is a lot of those guys, they'll have, you know, like, like the rock does, they, they put the hoodie on the headphones on and they're not paying attention to anybody, exactly. but what they got to do for themselves. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Everybody thinks all eyes are on them and nobody, yeah. you know, nobody's watching, watching them. The guys that are really serious about it, they're in there to get their workout and that's it, you know? Yeah. No doubt. They know what that is. That's a super common mindset. You know, you don't know how many times through my career I've had people say, you know, yeah, I want to start training with you, but I want to get in shape first. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> no, you come to me. That's when you're going to get in shape. That's what they yeah. think. You know, they, they got to get in shape before they can go to the gym. And no, that that's where you get in shape is at the gym. Yeah. I mean, for me, I stopped caring about what, like, even if some, most of the people that are watching you in the gym are probably new theirself yeah, to yeah. the gym. And a lot of that is just how to use a machine or something. Sure, sure. What exercise is working for this yeah. guy? If somebody, you know, looks the way you want to look, you know, hey, what, what exercise is that guy doing? Yeah. You know, which really that's a mistake too, because that guy, it, it is. you know, he probably when he started out, he wasn't doing those same exercises. Yeah. You know, he's at a level now where those exercises work for him, but they wouldn't have worked for him back in the day, you know. That's yeah. a big problem too. People watch these YouTube videos and, you know, you'll see guys doing it in there, doing all these fancy type, you know, bodybuilding exercise where bodybuilder might be trying to like just make his bicep peak a little more might have some weird movement that he's doing, but it doesn't build the base uh, muscle that you need of that. Um, I said bicep tricep of uh, the base muscle that you need for that tricep to, to get its initial strength. Then you can yeah. start like forming it. Well, they'll see a guy that's already built his base strength, his base muscle. And he's just trying to kind of, you know, put some form to it, sculpt it out a little bit. And they'll start with the sculpting exercise when they need to be, be building base strength and base muscle instead. So that's another problem. People don't start with the basics. They start with these advanced movements that you don't really get huge results from unless you've already gotten, you know, your big results um, building a strong base. Then you can start doing those things because eventually, you know, when you're doing these these basic exercises, you're going to get to a point where you can't get any stronger or bigger, really. You know, you kind of reach your genetic potential. And that's when you tr- start trying to kind of sculpt your muscles and shape your body uh, to where you want it. But people do these shaping type exercises when they first start out and they haven't built their base yet. And that's a big problem with people watching advanced guys work out. They're already they've already done all the things that those people should be doing right now, but they're seeing what they're doing in this advanced stage. And it's not good for a beginner. A beginner needs to be doing just basic exercises to build up their base strength and muscle. Yeah. Now, I wanted to ask this question because I I anytime I went into the gym off of not being in not being there for even a week or two or or a couple months break like I took when I when I did the kayak season. I always start off with the lightest weight possible and then kind of see where I'm at from there. Smart. Do you do you feel people try to get into the gym and lift as heavy as possible before they build the base? Yep. Yep. And the problem with that is, 
you don't have, you know, there's several, you know, first off, if you don't have good technique in your lifts, you're not going to hit the muscle the way that you're trying to hit it. So, you know, like, let's say if you're trying to do a chest press, but you're all over the place, you're going to end up hitting your shoulders instead of your chest. Um, you know, you can't. So what they need to focus on is what's called mind muscle connection. They need to start learning yeah. how to feel the muscles that they're trying to work on an individual exercise instead of focusing on moving weight from point A to point B. That's that's not the point of it. The point of yeah. it is to actually work the muscles and fatigue the muscles. And you have to really have a focus on, you know, using the weight the right way. And the only way to do that is lightweight. If the weight's heavy, well, then you have to use momentum and you're swinging the weight around and you don't you don't use the muscles you're trying to use. Yeah, I feel like that a lot of people go in with the attitude of I'm going to do lighter weight and and really figure this out. And then as soon as they get there, they don't want to look like the weak person in the gym. Yeah. So they yeah. start grabbing heavier stuff, not yeah. no, not realizing it's not helping them at all. That's right. That's right. You see it all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And those, those are the lot. guys that end up on those YouTube videos of funny gym fails and stuff yep. like that because they're too busy trying to lift heavy weights. They're bouncing up and down in machines yeah. and all kinds of crazy stuff because they're, they're so worried about how much weight they have in their hands when actually nobody cares. It looks worse when you're slinging, and, slinging it around doing it the wrong way. Yeah. If you have a lighter weight doing it correctly. Yeah, I always I aim towards what I'll do is kind of like go go with the lightest weight or I'll try to go five pounds heavier the next time I work that muscle. Yeah. That yeah. muscle group. Sure. Uh, Even if you get one repetition, you've improved yeah. that week. You know, if you did 10 reps the week before, you do 11 the next week. That's an improvement. Yeah. You know, you can go up in weight. You can go up in repetitions. You know, you could do three sets instead of two sets. There's all kinds of ways to improve. You could take shorter rest breaks and, you know, instead of resting for two minutes between a set, rest one minute. That's yeah. also harder. So the more work you do in a given set of time, if you can do the same workout in 45 minutes that used to take you an hour, well, you've improved right there. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't recommend working out over 30 minutes. Yeah, I agree with that especially like if you can do like you said shorter rest breaks so that's what mm -hmm. i've been trying to do so i don't necessarily do there, there's a few times a month where i'll go in and my goal is just to see kind of how i grew as far as like i'll do one rep maximums but that's i wouldn't call that a workout day that's right. just kind of me trying to see where i'm at from where i was a month ago just kind of testing but, yeah my main thing is I'd rather do lighter weight with shorter rest breaks and kind of that 10 to 12 rep range uh -huh. mm -hmm. to to kind of actually get the workout. Yeah, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. And so that's, you know, that's one of the ways to improve. And, and the, the more efficient your body becomes at resting faster and recouping its energy faster, that's, that's a good thing, too. That helps you start, you know, your body becomes more active that way. So you're burning more calories. You know, it's kind of like it, it's walking compared to running. Like if you walk two miles and you run two miles, you burn the same amount of calories. But when you run those two miles, now you're working your cardiovascular system a lot harder, your circulatory system a lot harder. So, it, you know, it makes a difference by shortening that time frame. But if you're just looking at total work done, the total work done is the same whether you walk two miles or run two miles. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, so I know you got to go. Yep, back to training this morning. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to uh, first off say I appreciate you jumping on this morning. No problem. Thanks for having you know, me, man. 
it's no problem always at all. Love to, always love talking fitness and kayak fishing man yeah i mean this was more fitness but sure. you know this is the off season and it's kind sure. of it's, i think people miss especially in the fishing world misunderstand how important it's just being strong and uh having especially the cardio side of things oh yeah especially with kayak, kayak fishing yes. yeah yeah i mean you'd be amazed at my guys in the kayak beast program how much stronger they say they are out on their kayaks how much their fishing's improved just from being in good shape to get from you know one spot to the next and then not be tired out when they get there finishing out the day and not just having to pass out on the couch when they get home you know not being aching in the morning and just covering more water catching more fish man well, yeah, I know. I know it's gonna help me out a bunch this upcoming year, especially when you have those two or three days, you know, uh, tournaments where you're practicing two days and then the tournaments yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, and you need all that, all that uh, in you. Yeah, basically without your week. body. Yeah, without your body hurting. That's right. That's yeah. right. No doubt. Good. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Um, before we end this, I just want to give you a chance to shout out uh, the the program again and the business. Yeah, it's it's uh, the, the Kayak Beast and uh, Kayak Beast Fishing Strength and Fitness is our group. So if you go to Kayak Beast Fishing Strength and Fitness, it's a private group, but I'll let you in if you know if you're a kayak fisherman. And uh, I put in lots of free videos there. I have uh, probably 20, 30 free videos in there. Um, you know, we'll, we post results of the guys in the program. You can join the program through there. Guys share their, uh, their, their feats, uh, on the water and, and what they've done as far as, uh, showing off their strength and fitness on the water. And we kind of support each other and yeah, it's a, it's a great place to, uh, to be, if you want to learn about how to be more fit and strong on the water. Okay. And how would people get a hold of you? Um, you can go through Facebook. You can uh, message me on Facebook. Uh, Luke Prentice, you can do it there. You can do it inside of the uh, Kayak Beast Fishing Strength and Fitness Program. You can reach me inside of there as well. But yeah, you can just go to Luke Prentice on Facebook, message me. And um, yeah, I'd be more than happy to work with anybody. We're going to really get it kicked up again here next month for the new year. So I was kind of letting everybody finish out the fishing season. And uh, we're going to get it rock and rolling for sure. All right. Uh, I don't want to hold you any longer. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate you joining. Have a great day, man. Thanks. You too. All right, brother. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle in Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water. 
and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at Ooh. that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.